0: Do you need to make some serious changes in life, but you feel like maybe you are just too far gone? You are not alone. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of the Self-Improvement Room podcast. I'm your host, Christy Davis. Let's jump in. Welcome to visit number 33 to the self-improvement room. I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are tuning in from. However, if you're listening to this podcast and even this particular episode, perhaps you are not having the best day, uh, which is a great reason to listen to the podcast. And I hope that this makes you feel a little better by the end of today because I can tell you that if you feel like you might be just a little too far gone, to make some changes, you are not alone. You are definitely not the only one. Now, if you've got people in your life saying you need to make some serious changes or you need to do some serious thinking and you are at the point where you agree and you understand that things need to change but deep down you have an intense fear that maybe you just can't be helped, then I want you to listen to today's episode because this one's called The Map Back to You. And I was tossing up whether I would name it that because sometimes we don't want to go back to any version that we were. But I stuck with The Map Back to You because at the end of the day, you are whoever you want to create yourself as. So today we are looking at the map back to you and crushing the too far gone myth. So we will talk about understanding that myth and the thought process that is generally behind that. We'll talk about challenging that myth. And then we will go into talking about ways to get started, create a plan, And what steps to take to actually start the ball rolling and make some significant impacting changes in your life. I really believe that when you are struggling with mental health, your entire family is struggling. I think it is something that impacts every member of your family unit, so everybody that you're living with because negativity breeds negativity and even if you want to be as positive as you can when you are struggling with poor mental health sometimes you just can't help it and it can be really frustrating for your family if they are looking at you and going why aren't you helping yourself like why aren't you going out and getting help why aren't you doing all of these things that you should be doing to get onto the path that you need to get onto. And I think sometimes family members can get so sick and tired of trying to understand the battle behind mental health that they lose empathy and they lose compassion and they just get cranky and next minute you've got even more intense negative emotions and feelings running through the family. I think mental health is related problems is definitely one of the more significant causes in family trouble, in family turmoil, and it can be really hard for the person going through the challenge because they feel like a burden because they feel like they just want to be happy but they just don't know how to and most of all they feel like there's no helping them they don't know where to start they feel too far gone and if you can relate to that and you're listening to this episode I want to tell you that you are not too far gone science has now proven that you can teach an old dog new tricks neuroplasticity allows us to rewire our brains and I talk a lot about thought habit on this podcast and I really believe that the ripple effect of thought habit so whatever your consistent habits of thought are I believe the ripple effect from that is what causes mental health problems So let's talk about this myth. I'm going to call it a myth because I felt like I was too far gone for many, many years, but I found my way eventually and I still continue to work on that way and that path because life is a journey. And at every stage we encounter all different kinds of challenges and hurdles and mental health is a universal concern. It affects people of all ages all ages. And unfortunately, this widespread myth claims that some people are just too far gone. In other words, they can't reclaim their mental well-being. I think that this myth can be incredibly, well, I think it is incredibly disheartening and can leave people feeling really trapped in their struggles. I know that I felt really trapped going, how could I ever pull myself out from where I am? God, I couldn't even do the housework, let alone hold down a job and parent and cook and clean and go to appointments and do all of those life things. It was a struggle. So I felt like I was too far gone. But our brain, the human mind, is so incredibly resilient and I believe that recovery is always possible regardless of your age. So I'm going to delve deeper into that myth of too far gone and give you a bit of a roadmap to navigate a path towards better mental health. But I'm going to say before I do that, nothing will work unless you are at a point where you are willing to try anything. If you're not that uncomfortable, if you are not looking at rock bottom, then you may not have the motivation to do the work and I see that a lot. And some people's rock bottom can look like losing everything. It can look like divorce. It can look like losing your kids. It can look like losing your home. And still, people are too scared to do the work in case they do find out that they are too far gone. But remove that myth and we can reinstill hope, reinstill inspiration and motivation. So the myth of being too far gone revolves around the mistaken belief that some people have reached a point of no return in their mental health struggles. It suggests that their conditions are irreversible, which leaves them in a perpetual state of despair. And honestly, that could not be any further from the truth. Mental health is a sliding scale. At the very basis, at the very foundational level... We all have mental health. It's just that we've got to find it again. We forget where it is. We as individuals possess the potential to heal and recover and get back to our baseline, which is positive mental health, good mental health. So let's break down the myth and let's look at why it doesn't really hold up, regardless of how old you are. Firstly, mental health is part of life. It's a lifelong journey. It's not a stagnant state. It's filled with ups and downs. I believe the baseline is mental health. And then we kind of go up and down (laughs) around that baseline. Now we want it to be filled with more ups. It's very similar to physical health. With care, it can improve. Mental health can also experience positive changes with the right treatment. And often it's that fear that holds us back from getting support or treatment because we are concerned that maybe it just won't work. Maybe it won't work for me. And sometimes uh, the people that I've been around who are struggling with this, uh, I forget that I did myself, (laughs) and I think, well, why are you being lazy? But it's really not about that. It's not about being lazy. It's about being scared. And being so overwhelmed that you don't know where to start or even if you can start. But here's the thing, our minds, the human mind is extraordinarily resilient and it has the capacity to adapt and heal and grow. And I've experienced that myself. And I talk about this a little bit or probably a lot in my episodes, but I have struggled There have been times where my struggle has been incomprehensible and I have spent every day just working on habits, cultivating different habits and now I look back and I just don't even recognise who I was and sometimes I even struggle to recognise who I am now because I've changed so much and it's almost like that whole body dysmorphia and I probably shouldn't. Compare the two and I apologize if if this does offend anyone I'm not meaning to, but it's almost like somebody who is overweight and has lived that way all of their lives and have cultivated this mindset around being that way that when they lose the weight, they lose their identity because they don't know how to be different weight they don't know how to be that new version of themselves and sometimes I struggle with that sometimes I consistently push myself because I want to (laughs) see what my brain is capable of uh, what capacity it can it can reach but I look back and I just sometimes get lost I get lost between then and now and think how did I get to where I am now And again, that's just a little bit each day and we'll talk about that uh, as we go on. But the mind is very, very resilient and ready to grow. Every person's journey though to better mental health is unique and it really is shaped by your experiences that you have in your life and your individual needs there is no one size fits all approach to mental well-being and I think sometimes that's the mistake that I've made when I've tried to help people through their journey people in my family friends I probably shouldn't be helping them at all that's probably the first first thing I'm doing wrong but it's got to be their journey so you can lead a horse to water you know the saying Or I like to say, you know, you're finding yourself in the middle of the ocean and you have to swim back and I can swim with you but I can't do the swim for you. That took me a long time to learn. Once I had made significant progress in my own journey, it took me a lot to learn that people do things differently and I can't do what is needed for them. I can only support and encourage them to do it their way. So wherever you are, whoever you are, you have the answers. And this is a method of therapy that has many different modalities that says or that is putting emphasis on the person having the answers because we really do. And that comes back to intuition. And we covered intuition all the way back in podcast episode number four, where we talked about three ways to tap into the best guidance system on earth and that being your intuition. So when we head back to our intuition, often, more often than not, we do have the answers. We know what we need better than anyone else. We've just lost that ability to trust and we've lost that ability to hear and to listen to what we need. All right, so there's the myth hopefully dispelled a little for you. It is a myth. You are not too far gone, even though you may feel that way and it is okay to feel that way. But I want you to remember that your brain is adaptable and you can build new pathways and new habits. Now, let's look at creating a bit of a map for your journey back to you, back to better mental health, which is our baseline, regardless of how old you are. So there are a few things that you can do. And I'm not going to, even though this is a map, I'm not going to give you a set out order for these. Because as I said earlier, everybody works individually. Now, for me, the first step was educating myself. Whereas other family members of mine, needed to start by getting support from a therapist. So let's start with seeking help. The first step for most people, and again, as I said, the journey is different for everyone, but a very crucial step in the journey is to reach out to a mental health professional. So whether it's a therapist or a psychologist Or a psychiatrist, they can provide invaluable guidance to help you understand what is going on and identify the the appropriate treatment options. Seeking help is not a weakness. It takes strength to seek help, it takes resilience to seek help, it takes a lot of courage to seek help. So look for somebody that you connect with. That can be a big thing. If you go to a therapist and you don't connect, you're not going to listen and you're definitely not going to do what they tell you to do, or you're not going to work with them to create a plan to get you to the next steps or to get you to whatever your goals are. So it's really important to seek professional help, but from somebody that you trust and somebody that you can connect with that might take you three or four or five therapists. I, I've i been lucky in my journey. I've had two really great ones. And then my last one, I don't know what, what she was doing, but I was at a point where I could talk things out and make sense to myself and give myself the answers while she listened. Now, maybe she was really great because she recognized that's what had to happen for me. The next one is something that uh, I felt alone in for a long time but eventually managed to do this and that is building or to build a strong support network. As much as I see people want to go at it alone and do it all on their own, makes it substantially harder to find success when you try to do it on your own. And no one should have to navigate the path to better mental health alone. I just don't see the benefit of already struggling with mental health, finding the courage to then go and start the healing journey and then going at it alone. I don't care if you find support in a Facebook group. Any kind of support network is going to be beneficial. So if you have friends talk to them there's a difference between burdening them with things and talking to them nine times out of ten most people that think they are burdening somebody are not so talk it out with your friends talk it out with your family or support groups talking about your experience can help relieve that burden and it can really connect you with other people who are on their own mental health journey, it can connect you with resources that will help facilitate that recovery process. So seeking support is a huge thing. It's something that I continue to fail at, (laughs) if I was to be very honest. I don't know why, but I just find for myself that I struggle to Find people that understand who I am. But I do. I know how important it is. So if I have to, I think I paid, oh gosh, you don't even want to know how much I paid for business mentors just to be able to speak with them. I've even gone to psychics just to see if I could have a connection somebody to just listen to me I've actually found them to be the best they probably are not really knowing what I am there for they're trying to give me a reading and I'm just thinking you know what I just want you to to listen (laughs) to what I have to say I just want you to listen to how I feel and they are usually very good at that so I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you try a psychic. I'm just saying you can get really creative with the ways that you find your support network. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Next or the one that I started with is educate yourself. Understanding more about mental health conditions, keeping a journal of what you experience and then, and you know what, People say, don't be Dr. Google, don't look at Google, blah, 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 blah. And my husband's like that. He's like, don't Google everything, Christy. Because if I don't know an answer, I'm on Google straight away. I don't know why, maybe it's a habit. But I've got to tell you, my doctor tells me to Google my symptoms because he said to me, you and my patients know their body better than I do. You know what you're feeling. You can explain better than what I can, what you're feeling. And funnily enough, that is what led to my diagnosis of thoracic outlet syndrome, which then led to three months later having two ribs removed. That's the last time I will Google (laughs) anything for medical advice. I lost two ribs because of my last one. But (laughs) my point is keeping your symptoms, Googling things that it could be, don't start thinking you've got everything on the planet, Uh, just look at your symptoms, look at things that matches up with and just start to educate yourself on what is out there. Uh, If you've been and had a diagnosis of some form, then Googling can help you or Educating yourself (laughs) can help you understand your condition. So, a little or a little better. And that's a powerful tool in your journey to wellness because it's empowering. Not knowing what is going on with you is one of the worst things I think you can really experience. And I'll be 39 next week as of this episode of the podcast. And I can tell you that. There have been hormonal changes in me. I didn't know what it was for a while there that have just sent me into a tailspin. Like I have become psychotic. (laughs) My poor husband has had to put up with it and not understanding what was going on with me was the biggest issue that I had. So knowledge is really key to gaining control, I think, over your well-being. Self-care. I always talk about this and I need to give myself some more. On my birthday next week, I'm literally not doing anything. I'm just going to watch television all day. I never do that, ever. I get one hour of television of a night. That is it, ever. But I just need some time out uh, because sometimes with such a busy brain, I sometimes don't find the time that I need for self-care and that's when I realise my mental health starts declining so it's not just about therapy. Mental health isn't about therapy and medication. It's really about taking care of your overall well-being. Focusing on regular exercise, a balanced diet, sufficient sleep and relaxation techniques like oh, meditation. I cannot live without meditating. Again, so much stigma around meditation. I, uh, I hope that people eventually learn more about the benefits of meditating but those self-care practices including massages and going out for dinner and all of those things they are necessary in the journey back to well-being and if you can't find time then you need to and that is probably part of the problem for you you have to find time for self-care it is For me, it's above all else. It's above everything else because if I don't eat well, if I don't exercise, if I don't get sufficient sleep, then I'm really not functioning very well. The next thing that I do and eventually during your mental health journey, it's something you should really, really consider and that is practicing gratitude. Keeping a journal to write down each day, each and every day, I do three things, but even if you start with one thing, one thing that went well for you by doing this is creating a habit of looking for the things that went well throughout your day. And eventually that habit will take over and you'll start to realise that you're always looking for things that are going well. And when you're in that mindset, lots of things start going well. So practising gratitude is Another big one. For me, probably self-care and practicing gratitude are the two biggest things for me, followed closely by education. And lastly, this is the one that I suck at still and feel like I probably will forever. So I probably shouldn't be giving any advice on it. So this is why I'm just talking about it. But that is embracing patience. (laughs) I didn't know it was going to take 10 years to get to a point where I, you know, felt like I was doing really well. The good thing is though in your journey you kind of get to new points and new heights where you go, oh, I didn't think I could get here and then it keeps going and going. So it doesn't really feel like this long-ass journey to a destination. The, The journey is the fun part. So when I say embrace patience, that's usually for the start of the process because once you start, you will enjoy the changes. You will be so empowered and so inspired once you start realising that you're in control of your life and of your journey and of your mental health. You are in control. But starting isn't always easy and it's not always linear either. So you have to be patient. You can be going great for you know a few weeks and then go right back down and then right up. And then back to the middle, there will be setbacks, but that doesn't mean that you're back to square one. My promise to myself was that no matter what happened, no matter how many times I failed, I was never going back to rock bottom. (laughs) Never, ever. I was going to get up the next day and start again because I'm not starting from the start. I already started from the start. I'm starting from where I was yesterday. And if that wasn't a great place, then I'm starting from where I was the day before, which was better. Be patient with yourself. You just have to remember that healing can take time. And each step, no matter how small, is a step in the right direction. Again, the too far gone myth that suggests some people are beyond help in their mental health journey is a misconception. It really isn't the case. You are too far gone when you are dead. That's it. That's when you are too far gone. If you are still breathing, if you are listening to this podcast, you are not too far gone. Your brain is sitting there ready for you to get back in the driver's seat, take it off autopilot and teach it how to feel, how to be how to reach the destination or the goal that you have in mind. And that might be just to feel happy. Your mental health at any age can be nurtured and it can improve with the right strategies, support and professional guidance. Remember, you don't have to go on this journey alone. There is always hope and recovery is always achievable. So take those steps, use them as a map, customize it to fit your own unique mind and path and move forward on your journey to better mental health. Mental health is such a stigmatized topic and people don't like to talk about it because it's hard. But thankfully for me, I've got this daughter that pushes me to have the hard conversations all of the time mainly because of her ADHD and her impulsivity she just does not think before she speaks so I am pushed to have the hard conversations and that's what I do on the self-improvement room podcast so if you are enjoying the podcast make sure you click the follow button so you are notified when an episode is available And there is one out every single Thursday. Every single Thursday, you will have a new episode to listen to. And in next week's episode, we are talking all about negativity and unmasking that silent and deadly troublemaker. All right, until next week, stay safe and stay well.